Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up, our podcast starts now. All right, guys, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast. I've got two very important friends of mine on today. We've got Mike and Anna from MRN. Guys, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure always, Andre. Thanks, Anna. Okay, Anna, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, How long have you been in real estate? How did you get to the point that you are today? Yeah, been in real estate for about three, almost uh, going on four years. Um, Mainly started on the administration side, uh, growing some real estate teams and ultimately found my way through the Keller Williams Young Professionals Network to Sandy McKay and working in partnership with him. So I've been working with him around for about two years now, um, building up the inside sales departments, the communications and the lead generation side of our business. Um, that's allowed me to grow, obviously, as a leader and, and growing my inside sales departments. And so been given the opportunity now to be the team leader at our new office in Vaughn. So just launched on Friday and uh, we're super excited. We've got about 60 agents that are going to be supporting with their business. Wow, that, that's incredible. And, and you did all that in three to four years. So, so started as an admin, coming through ISA, building out the ISA department for um, a multi-million dollar team. We had Sandy on um, and Adrian recently. And, and so we, we've heard quite a bit about what MRN does. Um, and now you're, you're running an entire office. So congratulations. Um, if no one said it yet, congratulations on the launch and, and you're incredible. Mike, I know you've got a crazy story too, man. Like, how'd you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I was a corporate guy that always wanted to escape. I used to work for Honda Canada. And I also worked with Sandy. He was actually my realtor. So he sold me a couple investment properties. He would always show up in shorts and flip-flops. And I thought, this guy's got an awesome life. (laughs) He sold me one. And I remember we went to get a coffee and I asked him, "How how much money do you make? You got a nice car. You seem pretty relaxed and happy with how things are playing out in your life. He told me. And then from there, I decided to drop everything, quit my job and come to work with this guy that I really didn't know overly well. So been with him for the past three years, I guess. Um, started out, no idea what I was doing. He, I give him 100% credit to it. He helped me sell just over 50 homes in my first year was able to repeat that the next year, year two, I brought on a buyer agent. Now year three, I'm running the sales team. And you know, Sandy's got big dreams and he needs time to be out there taking over the world. So it's my job to ensure our guys produce and he doesn't need to worry about it. Wow. That's, I mean, for both of you, one of the things I love to hear is, is the short time in which you guys have achieved what you've done. And I know one of the things we always hear, you know, Gary Keller always says one year, you probably overestimate what you can get accomplished and underestimate what you can get done in five years. And you two are the epitome of that. I, I want to talk about the, the sales team and, and sort of the ISA department, because um, I know those those are a pretty close relationship. And I can tell you guys work pretty closely together. So how does the structure within the team all work? Like, are, are you guys cold calling? Are you generating inbound leads? Like, what are you guys doing? Mike, do you want to touch on what the agents are doing? And then I'll touch on the ISAs and how we kind of work together. 
Yeah, sure. So on our end, we, we don't really have a requirement as to how people lead generate. There is a requirement that they do lead generate and put in a certain number of hours and hit a certain number of contacts. A lot of people, they assume that because I cold call and that's the way I built my business, if you want to work in my world, you have to do the same thing. It's not true at all. Um, so all of our leads, they're generated. We don't, it's not a million dollar listing. We don't have people calling us saying that they want to sell their houses. Um, we're boots on the ground and leads, I would say they come from cold calling, a lot of them. Um, a lot of them come from door knocking back when we were allowed to do open houses. A lot of our business came from that. Um, and now I would say now that this company's existed for five, six years, a lot of repeat and referral. And that's our, our main goal of 2021 is to be more purposeful around supporting our database, pouring into them to ensure that they're rewarding us with repeat business. That's, that's awesome, Mike. And, and I mean, from when we talk about hustling, you did 50 deals in your first year. I heard a rumor that you would get on the phones for eight hours a day, no matter what it took to book an appointment. Is that true? Yeah, I would do. So my coach, Marianne Gillespie, she told me if you speak to 140 people a day, you will make 150 grand in your first year. She probably made that up, but I, I listened to her and it worked. That's awesome. And you probably would have made a little bit more than that too, I, I would imagine. A little bit, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. All right, Anna, what, what do you got for us on the on the other side of things? Yeah, so I came on board MRN. Uh, inside sales department wasn't really built out. Like it was something that they had kind of loosely had, um, but no, no real supportive structure and communication with the sales team. So that, that was my biggest thing is implementing um, systems that would allow for, you know, the ISAs to foster leads, pr provide leverage for our agents, help nurture the leads already in our database, and then provide the appointments to the agents that then they can go in and close. So it, it's, it's been a process. It's been a lot of learning and a lot of failing forward, but it, it's actually been great. And I think now we're, we're at a point where we know we have to pivot and use technology as well as what we've already got. I would say, and, and Mike, you can maybe like say I'm wrong or disagree with me, but I think one thing that helped MRN kind of launch off is the use of OSAs, like outside sales agents and inside sales agents, um, because that's what, like, you know, we had their, the outbound sales agents calling and fostering new business, putting those leads into the system, then the agents calling them and booking the appointments or the ISAs helping nurture to book the appointments. So that system was loosely there and now it's, it's just been taken to another level. And, and, you, and um, you guys still have OSAs or have you dropped that entirely and, and just bringing in inbound leads? Where, where are you guys at now? Well, we stopped at the beginning of COVID because we were like, we have like 30,000 people in the database. We need to figure this out. So throughout the past year, we've been kind of cutting down our database. Also, we brought on several expansion partners, so learning through them and how our different departments can also support. And then just recently, as of like the beginning of January, we actually added four new OSCs to the system. So now each of our expansion partners will have an outside sales assistant that will call the neighborhoods that they want to farm and provide leads or nurtures for their database as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mike, how does that work with, with your sales agents? I mean, are they just getting appointments plunked into their database or, or what, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So like our, our group has OSAs that are calling daily as we sit here and talk, they're calling in and around our listings. Um, 
once a lead is established, it will go into the database. It'll be passed on, and there'll be a task set for ISA and for the agents. Um, my expectation, though, is that all all the agents on our team are following up with their own leads. So I'll use ISA to fill in the gaps. Um, but they they gotta call them too and do the. Yeah, we. Like, I want these guys on the phone eight hours a day, with the exception of when they're on appointments. It's it's the five things. So. What are those five things? I don't know that anyone's actually ever brought that up so far. What are the five jobs of an agent? So lead generate, lead follow-up, script and role play, go on appointments, negotiate contracts. And then I add a sixth, more lead generation. <laughs> so so for you guys, it just doesn't stop. That that's the name of the game every day is we get up, we generate leads together and then and then share together. Mm. I tell everyone we're not in the business of selling houses. Anyone can sell a house, especially in the market we're in right now. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Um, you're in the business of generating clients. As long as you can always generate a consistent pipe of clients, you'll make more money than you could ever ask for. That's that's true. So so how are you guys overcoming that? I mean, it's COVID round two, right? We're, we're back in the second lockdown. Um, we just went through it last year. How are you overcoming working from home, homeschooling for some of your agents, kids, um, mindset? How are you guys overcoming all of the challenges that showed up with COVID? I'd be happy to touch on that. Um, I think at the beginning of COVID, we were really scared. And we just like, like everyone, we, we had no idea this was like an unprecedented event. We, we just needed to figure it out. But because our team had already run pretty virtually, like we had virtual professionals helping support our team. We had people in different locations. We have some people telecommuting like out of Peterborough or different locations. And we had expansion partners. So we've already been in a situation where we, we knew how to communicate without having to be in front of each other all day, all the time. So personally, I think it was an easy pivot. And we actually did a ton of hiring throughout last year. I think we hired probably like seven or eight people. Plus we brought on like two expansion partners and their administrators. So it was definitely a growth year where maybe at the beginning we were a little scared, but it was a really easy pivot, especially with the technology and the tools that we have now. Talk to me about that tech, Anna. Are you, are you guys referring to Command as, as one of your sort of central tech, tech pieces? We're using Command heavily for the lead generation. So we're putting out ads, helping you know our engagement throughout social media platforms. And um, for communication, we use Slack. So our whole team is on Slack. We communicate. Each different listing has their own channel in Slack. And if, if you guys don't know what Slack is, it's kind of like an MSN messenger, if you guys remember that. Um, old school. <laughs> yeah, taking it old school. Each little channel has a different topic. So it'll be like one, two, three Main Street. And that's the communication around that specific listing. It could be about a buyer, could be, you know, for our, our, uh, our expansion teams. So each communication topic, there's its own central communication around that. And it ultimately eliminates the need for email. And on top of that, Zoom, like we're on Zoom right now. We don't have to be in person recording this podcast. And I think that's one of the biggest tools. I know personally for our ISAs, we, we would hop on every morning at 9 a.m. and do our ISA meeting and we'd script. And that was how we started our day. And likewise, I know um, Mike, he does lead generation with his team over Zoom as well. Maybe so so Mike, are you, are you Zooming, are you live lead genning while on Zoom with the rest of the team? 
Yeah, every single morning from say nine until one. That's what we do. How how have you, how on your side? I mean, I know I know anyone getting a paycheck a little bit differently, but you know when you're commission based and and that sort of stuff, how are you keeping your guys kind of going and churning and and not stopping? So I think like I've noticed there's this trap, and we really experienced it last March, and myself included. We I'd say we felt a little sorry for ourselves. We didn't know where the world was heading. I remember calling my mortgage broker because I'm always trying to add to my investment portfolio. And I, I told him, Josh, like, I don't know what next year is going to look like for me. My income is going to be so much lower than it was last year. Um, what do the numbers look like based on this income? And I was almost planning for a lower income. It was wrong. I made more money last year than I've ever made in my life. Um, and now again, this year, I find we're getting into that same trap. But I mean, if you look at it, this year is very different than last year. Last year, there was a lot of fear, a lot of unknown. This year, we know COVID is it's a very strong driver of the real estate market. Um, and I think- It actually doubled us, right? I mean, we, we saw more sales than we've ever seen, lower interest rates than we've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, sellers making more than we've ever seen the May before. Yet, you're right, we kind of all took the month of March and then came from a fearful place, yet- I don't feel the same way this time. I don't know if you guys are feeling that as well. It just feels a little bit different. Like, yeah, we're locked down, but agents haven't really taken their foot. Oh, sorry. Some agents haven't taken their foot off the gas and other agents are kind of using it and blaming it as the, the slow time. I don't know if you guys yeah. have any of that. That's the big opportunity. Like, I think if you're on a team and you have people holding you accountable, the opportunity to take market share is absolutely huge. And it, it's a like I, I primarily focus on signing listings and that's what I push my team to do. It's a myth that you can't sign listings. The public's educated at this point. They know they can get a lot more money this year than they could have gotten last year. If you look at the stats, at least in our board, the number of transactions taking place on a monthly basis is higher than it has been in the past few years. So yeah, yeah. each transaction is a realtor or two realtors getting paid. One well, other thing. That's it. Go ahead, Anna. Oh, I was just going to say one other thing that I'd add too is we're already so far, like the teams and the agents that are using technology as tools during this time and using it, you know, to gain clients or even just to run their business, they're already 10 steps ahead of everyone else. The agents that are kind of stuck in their methods of not utilizing technology and tools in their business, who knows what's going to happen? Like this is a time where, you know, evolutions happen in technology, evolutions happen in different businesses. So we're already on the far end of the curve. Everyone else is just going to be dragging behind over the next few years. Well, well, the funny thing about that, Anna, that even as you say that, like, I remember, and I remember, I think it was Chris I was talking to, and it was like three or four family reunions ago, where, I mean, we've been inundated with this stuff for years, right? Get on tech, get ahead of it, you know, plan your business for a shift, et cetera, et cetera. We've been hearing about this for so long. And I feel as though there's going to be this massive shift in the industry as a whole. Right. I mean, both of you guys are, are I know both of you are in YP. So I know you're both young. Um, not sure your ages. Is. is that okay for me to ask? Like, how, how old are both of you guys? I'm, you go first. <laughs> Nana, you just turned 27, right? 26. 26. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you. Anna. <laughs> and, and Mike, how old are you? 31. 
Okay, so, so you're both, I mean, you always look at real estate and the average age of realtors, I don't know if you guys knew this, the average age of realtors is still in their 50s. Um, and that number's come down. When I started in real estate, the average age of realtors was actually in their 60s. So as you guys are bringing this down, what I love and what I found really interesting is you're both in, in your, your first quarter, let's say, of your lives, uh, maybe a little bit past that, and you're both running these multi-million dollar companies and you're doing it with tech differently while still utilizing all the old school techniques that people are saying are dead. A little bit of a mind blow. And I think people are forgetting that. And we see a lot of people coming into the industry right now. And I keep getting asked, you know, what's the secret to success? So, so for you guys, what is that? What's that secret? What are you guys looking at to continue to drive forward? Well, okay. So Mike and I actually were talking prior to this and one thing that we, 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 were, we were first of all wondering what we were going to talk about today on, on this podcast, but we were just saying how, you know, leadership is like the biggest thing out there. Like everyone's talking about leadership because that's what can, is going to get us through these kind of times. Like you can be a great salesperson and you can implement great cold calling techniques. And ultimately that's awesome. And, and you can make a ton of money doing that. But if you want to grow a business, there's a different way to do that. So I think through the through the connections that we've had and, and, and surrounding ourselves with some great people that are amazing leaders, we just want to continue to grow our world. And I know this is one thing that Mike and I always talk about as well is like, we want our world to be as big as we can make it, right? We never want people to feel like our world is too small for them. And likewise, that's the same environment that Sandy has created for us. He has given us opportunities to continue to grow bigger and bigger in his world. And I, I don't think it's ever going to you know, be too small for me. Um, eventually, I'll probably want to create my own thing. But I think ultimately, right now, we're in such a good spot to, to continue to grow the environment with the people that we have surrounding us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mike, what about yourself? I don't know, like, I'm a big believer in R&D, just rip off and duplicate. And for me, I, I didn't know this when I met Sandy, but I quickly found out he's the fastest moving person that I know personally on this planet. So my goal every day is to maintain a level of relevance in his life. And in order for me to do that, I have to move very fast also. Um, and I, I will never leave him. I'll never start my own team. It's not in my plans. I, I'm just going to follow this guy to the top. Uh, and I know he'll get there. And if I can hang on, I'll be right there with him. Well, uh, it's similarly to, to Gary Keller's world, right? I mean, we're all in, we're all in Gary's world. We're all part of that, that big world. And as long as Gary continues to make his world bigger, there's more than enough room for all of us. I, I believe anyway, um, within this organization. Sure. So, so I agree with you there as well. And, and I'll, I'll give Sandy that nod as well. I mean, um, he, he's incredible. He works really hard, but I think what I've noticed about Sandy and, and, maybe he's different from a lot of other people in this way is, is the guy executes. And I'm, I'm seeing that in both of you guys as well. And, and we know from like bold and other things that we've taken, the fastest they execute is usually the most successful, right? So people who execute things within 24 hours of learning them tend to have more success than people who sit on it. And we see it over and over and over again. You know, we go to a course, realtor goes to a course, gets all this great information, implements zero. Um, but you guys are implementing at an incredible pace and even listening to you, Anna say, you know, we've pivoted back. We got OSA is coming back in. We're shifting things around. We're adding more tech. 
I mean, it's incredible. I love hearing it. And I don't know that a lot of new agents um, or agents in general, and I, I, you know, the show isn't just for new agents. We've got veterans on here as well that are relaunching their businesses, but I'm hearing a lot of like, I don't know what to do next. Right. So what are you guys up to next? What, what do you, what are you focused on most right now? I think it's, it's similar to what you just said. It's we're pivoting. And the, the reason that we're pivoting is because we see people that are doing things at a higher level than, than we've ever done it. Right. So we're, we're looking to learn from them. Like Mike said, rip off and duplicate. And so we're going to try things and we, we have the ability to try things and fail forwards. And, and ultimately it's not going to put us backwards where we've already taken the market share that we want. So now it's just about continuing to grow and seeing what fits best with our team, with the models that we're building. So I think for MRN as a whole, our, our biggest vision is to continue to grow through expansion partners. So we're looking at opening up in different markets. We've got several people in conversation with us. Right now we've got about five locations that we're, we're in. And then with Keller Williams Legacies is getting our office to 200 agents by the end of the year. So taking over a large region like York, like Keller Williams has not been really in the York region too, too much. So um, we're, we're really excited to show our presence you know, partner with some agents that really want to grow their business and use our technology and tools to do so. That's incredible, Anna. Let me ask, when you, when you guys both got into real estate and obviously two completely different paths, was leadership a part of that or, or did that happen organically for you as you went through? I can say I was the most selfish person in the world. I just wanted to make my money and be left alone. <laughs> I think to sometimes... I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but to be a high producing salesperson to a certain degree, you have to be very selfish. You have to tell your wife, no, leave me alone. I need to put in the activities. You have to tell your friends that you can't hang out with them on the weekend because you have to put in the activities. And that's what I did. I blocked everything out. And I've, there are some relationships that today are not as strong as they were then. But then we were talking about this before the podcast, just because you're a good salesman doesn't mean you're a good leader. Fortunately for me, I was given the opportunity to lead people and I was horrible at it in the beginning because I was so selfish. Right. Um, you, you really need to put yourself on the back burner and put everyone else and their success before you. And that's, that's been the biggest challenge for me. I love the transparency, Mike, and, and you just saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm selfish, right? Or I started out selfish and I had to learn how not to be. Um, you know, when we look at the why, you know, why are you doing this and everything else? And, and I think it, it, it has to start somewhat selfishly, right? Leadership happens organically, but you kind of have to start as, as that salesperson who's a little cocky, a little selfish, and then realizing that you want to help others achieve their goals. And I know your journey was completely different than Mike's. Um, work me through that. I mean, you, you, you come in as an ISA. Did you ever plan on, on being a realtor or even getting to, to this leadership role that you're in right now? Yes. Before I go there, I want to give some credit to Mike because I, I really noticed his shift in that mindset. And I think it happened right around the real estate growth summit in 2019. That was when he was starting to become the sales manager for the team. And then we were having a ton of great conversations around leadership and how we can continue to be in front of people doing things at a really high level. And that's when our, our podcast kind of started out. So I noticed a huge shift in him. And then ultimately right after that triggered such a domino effect of different opportunities for the both of us. So just a kudos to Mike on that. Um, <laughs> Wait, oh, Mike? 
And you know what? I'll, I'll second that, Anna, because I mean, Mike, I, I've known about you forever. Um, you know, who you hang with matters. And so obviously Sandy's a part of my world as well. And, and so I've heard about both you guys kind of coming up through the ranks and um, Sandy has nothing but incredible things to say, but, but you were, you're a machine. And it was, if it's not a call, if it's not an appointment, if it's not this, I'm really not interested in having the conversation with you. And then that sort of shifted. I, I would say you're right, Anna, probably in and around the growth summit shortly after. And then, and then you were like giving, I'm, I'm seeing you on courses. I'm seeing you give back. The podcast is out. You're helping other agents. You're talking to ISAs. You're doing whatever you can. Um, and, and to Anna's point, that's like the first domino into this world that you're in right now where it's, it's evolved on you because of your give back and everything that you're doing. So I'll second that, Anna. Kudos, kudos to you, Mike. It's pretty cool. I find like the name of the game leads listings leverage. The more you give, the greater your opportunity is to add leverage. Like I'm going through an experience now where, and it means so much to me. It's a client now wants to join the team. And that's what I wanted. That's what I did. Yeah. It's like, it's come back around full circle come around full circle. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, uh, is, it, is it Zig Ziglar that says, you know, the, the more millionaires, like, oh no, Warren, Warren Buffett or Zig Ziglar, I'm going to screw this up. Someone on the podcast is going to message me about it. Um, but the more millionaires I create, the more millions I make as well. And it's sort of that, you know, taking yourself out of the equation, giving back, helping more. And the more you help people achieve their goals, the closer you'll get to yours. Yeah, I um, now to kind of reflect back on what you were saying, Andre, and kind of bringing it back to your question. Um, I honestly, I was like a blind in where I wanted to go. Like I had no path. I was just like, hey, I'm going to get into real estate and figure it out from there. And ultimately, that's what it was until probably a year and a half ago. <laughs> like I still did not know what my path was going to be. Um, when, when I did start with Sandy, I, I just knew I wanted to be part of the team. Like, I did not care what that was going to be. I was like, I know I'm going to, I want to be part of this team. I want to be in their environment and I want to crush it, whatever that looks like. So I came in as an ISA at that point, I was already in the process of getting my license and I, I was considering becoming an agent full-time. I was still very much back and forth and Mike can probably attest to this. I was like one day, like, I'm going to be an agent full-time. The next day I was like, no, I'm going to continue to run the ISA department. So I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I just kept saying yes, like stuff on opportunities and, and, and different things kept popping up. And I would just say yes. I would never say no. And that's I think that's book, what... By the way, year of yes, I think is, is what it's called. I, I read that one in 2020. And, and Anna, I've known you through this entire journey as well. I remember saying that to you. And what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Where are you headed next? I don't know. And, and you really didn't. And, and I love that you both said that because, you know, we get a lot of people come into our world and they think they have to have it all figured out. I got to know the, the five year, the 10 year, the 20 year plan, what I'm going to do every day. And you guys are both that epitome of you don't have to know, get in, say yes, give back to others and, and see where your world takes you sort of thing. So, so I, I love that. Um, where are you guys headed next? Like Anna, you're talking 200 agents in a city that's never seen a KW before. That's that's a massive, massive goal. How are you going to do that? Like you just said, it, KW has never been in the city. There's huge opportunity in Vaughn, and I've only been here for like four or five months now, and I already see it. It gets me so excited, and. 
continuing that excitement, like we've got some amazing agents in our world that we've already brought in. So I think, you know, harvesting the, those relationships, making sure that they feel supported and their goals are ultimately going to be met each year. That's going to allow us to bring and attract more people into our environment. And the great thing about the group that we have so far, which I haven't, you know, maybe done this purposely is everyone is high producing, like high, high producing agents. We have, I think of our whole group, we only have five new agents that are coming in. So those five new agents are gonna be already in a highly productive environment. They're gonna feel hugely supported just through our collaborative culture. And then more people are gonna to wanna to come because of that. We're gonna be in conversation. We're gonna be doing a ton of business and taking the market share. Um, so ultimately continuing to do what I've been doing for the team and, and just pivoting that into a different environment. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, Anna, being a team leader, I mean, you're both effectively team leaders, right? I mean, Mike, you're, you're doing sort of the day-to-day -day sales stuff. And Anna, you've got agents within the market center that, that are selling as well. And so both roles are very, very similar. Are you guys noticing some correlations between each other? And are, are you guys sharing information back and forth? Want to touch on that, Mike? Yeah, I ask. She's the recruiting queen, um, so there's always pressure on me by my coach and by people I report to to increase the pipeline of agents we have coming to our team, and she's my one-stop shop for that. I mean, you've been recruiting for how long? Maybe three months. Well, like I, was, I was doing it for MRN too. Um, so technically like two years, but officially in this role for like three, four months, right? Mm -hmm. You've really taken it to the next level. I think in the past we've been successful at attracting people to our team. Um, you guys have a brand, right? You have a recognition, you, you have that culture of top producers. Like Anna was saying, there's only there's only five agents that are brand new. So if I'm an agent looking to join a team, I already know I can be successful with, with MRN and that helps too, right? I think for us, we had, in the past, we had an open door policy. So I was just going to say that. Yeah. Walk and talk, you got to be on the bench and that caused us a lot of problems and we had to do some restructuring. Um, but I think the, the big turning point Anna, was probably when we took career visioning together, probably a year and a half ago. And yeah, it was very eye opening. It, joining a team like ours or like yours it's not for everyone it takes a certain level of commitment and a lot of people don't get in this business to live that lifestyle and that's something we've realized and I think we dig a lot deeper now to determine whether or not someone is a good fit to be part of our group also like I remember sitting back with Mike like around that career visioning time and we were like struggling because you know, we were seeking out talent and we were like doing all of the, all of the things necessary to, to find the right people. Now, like almost a year and a bit later, people are coming to us. So it's, it's, it's been a year of kind of working through that progress and, and knowing how to find the right people. But instead of, you know, selling people on where they should join our team, now we're like the buyers of talent, which is something that Marianne has said to us before. So now people are coming to us and then we have to choose who we want in our world because, we might not be able to give everyone an opportunity, right? And that's and that's incredible. So so you guys are building out other opportunities. Mike, I wanted to ask you about expansion. Are you overseeing expansion as well? Does that all come through you? 
No, that sounded by someone else. So okay, so that's, a, that's a separate apartment. You've just running this in Hamilton. That's like my, myself and Bo and Sandy still. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, so, so there's not one centralized person that's kind of taken on expansion. Are you guys all growing it together though, Anna? Like, or are you Sandy and Bo sort of looking for those new locations? Do you, do you know where you're launching next? So, yeah, I think we're, we're always scouting and we're always in conversation with people, whether or not they're a good fit for expansion. Um, I, I know people are attracted to us and we're attracted to certain locations. So Bo primarily is the one kind of bringing those people in and having the conversations. And then Sandy and I are kind of supporting on Sandy, obviously the team building side, and then myself on like the operations and, and system side. Um, currently, I, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say, but we have like three different locations that we're considering at this point. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Fair, fair enough. No, that's okay. If you guys don't want to share that, that's completely understandable. We'll kind of keep an eye out um, and, and wait. If, if someone's listening right now and wants to reach out to you guys, what opportunities are open? Like, like are outside of locations, like if they're in a new location, obviously, they can reach out to you guys about about that maybe you want to launch with them but what do you guys have open right now that you guys are trying to fill i think you know ontario presents like a ton of great opportunities there's some really great uh like partnership potentials in ontario we're also actually looking outside of province as well so i've been in communication with some people out in winnipeg some people out in montreal so if there's there's a team that wants to kind of latch onto some already um, established systems models and tools and just be part of something bigger uh, we'd love to have a conversation. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Mike, in the in the local sales team and keeping all those people going, I know we circle back on this again. Um, are you guys are you guys hiring? You said it's it's tight. So so if I want to join MRN or I want to be a part of your world, what are you looking for in that person? So I like for me, I want people that are highly disciplined. Um people that are comfortable being very bored on a day-to-day -day basis. Obviously you get to have some fun and excitement. Um, I'm very up and down. Like I, when I experience a high, it's over the top. They used to call me the roller coaster because my emotions, I've gotten better over time, but my emotions would run so high. But I think there's that quote, there's millions in the mundane. A lot of people get into it thinking it's, selling sunset or million it's not my day-to-day -day is extremely boring um now i'm comfortable with that because i know that the boredom will lead to dollars um but, but you're working every single day like yeah it's boring but you're doing the activities you're doing your follow-ups you're, you're getting through your task i mean we we had someone on we were talking about that you know there's this hgtv selling sunset image that happens with our industry where people want to come in because they think we make a lot of money we drive nice cars you know we don't really work a whole lot we show pretty houses all day long boring is it's relative though like on my so i have a photo in my house it's of my cubicle where i used to work and i just put that there to remind myself that i'm never going back there that's boring sitting and making calls all day and talking to people i like people gets boring after a while, but relatively speaking, when I compare it to what I was doing before, it's fantastic. And, um, and there is a quote around that, right? I mean, success is boring, simply put. 
So, mm-hmm. so congratulations. That, that's incredible. Um, Anna, how do we find you? We're, we're going to wrap up. I know we're, we're running out of time here. I want to be purposeful for you guys as well. Um, I definitely want to have you guys back maybe later on in 2021 to kind of hear if you've hit some of these big goals. Um, but where do we find you? If someone's looking to connect with you, Instagram, Facebook, social media, what's the best way to track both of you guys down? So we've got our, first off, our own podcast too. So I'm going to plug that real quick for you. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we actually, we've got a podcast named Sales Beast. Um, SalesBeast.ca is our website. We're on all streaming platforms. Um, Mike and I have put together some exclusive content for our listeners as well. So if you sign up on our website, you get access to our listing presentation, as well as some videos of us actually scripting through that listing presentation. And um, it's our 6% listing presentation. So Mike does a great job of kind of walking through that, through some of the objections. And we want our listeners to get take advantage of that and use it in their market wherever they're located. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, any other place. I'm on TikTok if you guys want to find me there. Awesome. That's awesome. And it's Anna, it's uh, Marin, M-A-R-I-N, right? Yeah, Anna Marin XO on Instagram if you want to find me. There you go. Mike, how do we track you down, buddy? So no TikTok yet, but I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, Mike at McKay Realty Network.com. Um, yeah, email is easiest for sure. That's awesome. And for anybody listening, like Anna mentioned, these guys have their own podcast as well. I've been a guest on there. Thank you for having me on your podcast, salesbeast.ca. Tons of value there. Tons of great stuff that you guys can plug into there as well. And I'm on your chin with the Real Estate Hustle podcast. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, realestatehustlepodcast.com as well. Tons of resources there for you guys. Anna, Mike, thank you so much. I love connecting with you guys. I think I learned something every single time. Mike, I really love, you know, kind of hearing how you're keeping your people going. Anna, I'm so excited for your new opportunity, launching a brand new office and you're three days in. So congratulations again. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you guys later on in the year. Thank you. We really appreciate it, Andre. Take care.